the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We know what we should do, yet we're not willing to simply do it. Unless it fits into our schedule. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. We're going to find our text in the book of Jonah. And I entitled this message, No Regrets. Wouldn't it be great in life if you had no regrets? You know, a regret means to be sad, to be disappointed or upset over a missed opportunity. Imagine never putting your foot in your mouth. See, you would have no more regrets there. Or having a guilty conscience for something that was left undone. You would never have to say, I'm sorry, because you would never be sorry. But unfortunately, living with no regrets is more of a pipe dream than reality. Why is that? Because we all make mistakes. We all do things that we shouldn't do. We all judge at times with knee-jerk reactions. We all speak before we listen all the time. I'm guilty of that. We all act before we know all the facts. And we all pay a price for it. And what is that price? Well, it's a time of regret. It's when we say to ourselves, Why didn't I wait before I moved on that deal? Why didn't I listen to what I was told and I wouldn't have made that mistake? And speaking of mistakes, why did I make the same mistake again? I've already made that mistake and I'm paying the price for it once again. It can be very frustrating as a Christian to realize that we're not farther along in our walk than where we are. Yes, We all have regrets at times, but some regrets, as you know, will cost us more than other regrets, like our biggest regret of all, and that is the weaknesses that we have in our own soul and our own flesh, the failures that we continually repeat, like, oh God, am I falling to this thing once again? As we wonder, how long will we struggle in this one particular area of sin? How long will these regrets keep me from becoming everything that God has purposed me to be? Well, today we'll look at a man named Jonah. Now, Jonah means dove. Now, a dove is a bird of faithfulness. That's why many times the Holy Spirit is is depicted as a dove because when Jesus was baptized, the dove came down as the Holy Spirit. And so so his name means dove, and it's a bird of faithfulness. But but this man is, that's the last thing he is. It's a stretch for Jonah to be considered a man of faithfulness because he's a classic example of, well, 
many believers today. In some ways, he's no different than some of us. He was a man that was called by God. He was a man that was called with a higher purpose for himself, a higher plan. He was a man, again, just like you and me. Consider what the Bible says about us in Romans 8, 29. It says, for whom he, God, foreknew, God foreknew us, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. In whom he, God, predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. So God predestined us. God has called us. God has set us apart for this unique opportunity of living in these last days. Peter continued this thought in 1 Peter 2.21. He says, you have been called for this purpose since Christ also suffered for you by dying for us on the cross and forgiving us of our sins, leaving you as an example for you to follow in his steps. So God has called us to follow him in his steps in proclaiming the truth. That word called in the original Greek language means to be called with a voice. It's to be invited. We have all been called, we've all been invited by Jesus to serve him and to be just like him. Now, Jonah, see, he had a calling in his life also. But here's the difference. Jonah disregarded his calling. It wasn't important to him. So Jonah became a man on the run. He was running from God's call. He was running from God's purpose. He was running from God's plan. And by doing so, he was running from God's perfect will for his life. Yet, as we will see, God did not let him go off easy. In fact, Jonah had to work hard at his rebellion towards God. He proved to be very passionate, though, about his refusal to do what God had called him to do. Make no mistake about it, it's hard to rebel against the call of God in our lives. It's not easy because God has set that call in our lives. We have to neglect him. We have to ignore him. We have to ignore our own conscience when we're neglecting God. We have to ignore listening to the voice of God speaking to our very spirit inside. Well, with that as a backdrop, we'll look at three different aspects of Jonah's life. Well, first, let's look at his mutiny. Now, according to the dictionary, mutiny means to revolt against, to use resistance It's to rebel against the authority that's over you. And in this case, it's to rebel against the authority of God over our life. And in this case, that's what we're going to look at. Now, I wonder how many of us have not allowed God's call to unfold in our particular lives. For we must remember in 1 Corinthians 6.20, it says, For you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. We've been bought with a price. Jesus died for you and for me on the cross. He bore our sin upon his body so that we don't have to face the judgment for our sin one day in the future. 
So we have been bought by him, we are owned by him, and therefore we are to glorify God in our body. It's the least we could do. I'm going to heaven now. I'm not going to hell. I've been forgiven. The least we could do is to glorify our Father in this earthly body. Now understand, our first calling as God's children is to glorify him. And part of glorifying God is listening to him. Jonah in chapter one reveals God's call for Jonah and the beginning of his rebellion. So let's read about it here, starting together in Jonah chapter one. We'll pick up, of course, in verse one. It says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amate, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Verse three, but Jonah rose up to flee to Tarsus. And we have to understand that Tarsus was in the complete polar opposite direction of Nineveh. And he fled from the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa. He found a ship that was going to Tarsus. He paid the fare and he went down into the ship uh, with them to Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. We'll stop there just for a moment. Now, notice The call of God here, it was very obvious here. It was very direct. He said what? Hey, Jonah, arise, get up, stand to your feet, and I want you to go. It sounds simple enough. It was straightforward. There was no hidden message in there. God was very clear. He was to the point. I want you to go to Nineveh. Only one problem. Jonah went in the complete polar opposite direction. I wonder how many of us do the very same thing. We know what we should do, yet we're not willing to simply do it unless it fits into our schedule, unless we're comfortable doing it, which would leave out any room for the miraculous to happen. When God moves in our heart when we're doing something we wouldn't normally do. That's what opens the door for the miraculous to happen. That's what opens the door to like, oh my goodness, I didn't see that coming. I can't believe that just happened. It's like sharing Christ with someone on the street corner. It's like, oh my goodness, there's always something crazy that can happen. See, when we don't listen to the call of God in our life, the miraculous never happens. You might say, I've never had anything like that happen. Well, how open are you to being used of God? See, how open? Yes, there will always be consequences in our lives for refusing the call of God in our life. For it's a privilege. We have to understand this. It is a privilege to serve God. Nobody has to, and it shouldn't be a chore. But why do so many think it's like going to the dentist and having a cavity filled? It's like, oh, oh, it's just so painful. It's like... Really? Is it really that painful to share the life-giving message of Christ with someone else? And let's not overlook the two obvious points in verse 3. He paid the fare, and he went down into the ship. Let's look at those for just a moment. Number one, he paid the fare. Know this, there is a cost when we sin. It's not cheap. For sin will take us farther than we want to go. It will always, always keep us longer than we want to stay. 
And it will cost us way more than we want to spend. Sin is pleasurable, the Bible says, for a season. But one day that moment or that season comes to an end. And there will always be a price to pay for what we did. Is that not true? We can lie about something to avoid the truth. And and, and we can just say, hey, I dodged a bullet. It wasn't me. No, I didn't do it. And we lie until the truth is revealed then we're proved to be a liar. There's always a price to pay for sin. And number two, he went down into the ship. See, running from God will always take us down. Now think about it. How could Jonah, how could Jonah board a ship that was made by human hands and set sail on an ocean that was created by the hand of the eternal God and somehow think, that he was going to find a hiding place that was outside of the eternal God's eyesight. It was David in Psalm 139 that said in verse 7, Where can I go from thy spirit? Or where can I flee from thy presence? Where can I go? David said, If I go out to the depths of the sea, you're there. If I even go to the depths of hell, to hell itself, even there you are. There's nowhere I can go from the presence of the living God. What caused this mutiny in Jonah's life? This resistance, this rebellion towards the calling of God. Well, Nineveh was a mistress kingdom of the powerful empire of Assyria. They were an arch enemy of Israel. They were a very vengeful people. They were simply brutal. Archaeologists have revealed inscriptions on Assyrian monuments of men pulling the tongues out of other men and staking men to the ground and literally skinning them alive. The Assyrians' wickedness is exposed in Isaiah chapter 7 and throughout the book of Hosea. Now, Jonah knew all about these ancient day Nazis. As far as Jonah was concerned, their wickedness was way overdue for God to bring serious judgment down upon them. So what does that mean? It means that Jonah wanted to see God judge these people and his hand to fall heavy upon them. I wonder if there are not those in your life that you feel the very same way about and you pray for them yes let me pray for you God judge them and just kill them dead (laughs) yes I pray for you every day that God would roast you alive that God would just barbecue your life maybe you pray in that way yet we have been called by God we have this purpose in this life and it is to reach out to the lost. We are called to reach out to the lonely here in this world with what? The message of hope. That there is a God in heaven that loves them, that desires to forgive them of their sin, just like he forgave us of our sin. That's why we as Christians, we are called to go and we are called to be a representative of the people of God. Today, though, you see many Christians that simply don't do this. And they don't desire to live a life above the life of mediocrity. We have hearts of urgency at times, but not all the time. 
Listen to the heart of God, though. God said in Ezekiel 18.32, For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord God. Therefore, repent and live. Did you know that God doesn't take pleasure in this? You know, God's not like, oh, man, I've been waiting for you to die. Oh, I'm going to wick it on you. It's like, you know, like whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole, whack-a-sinner, whack-a-sinner. God doesn't have that desire. He doesn't want to see anyone going to eternity. This is why the rapture has not already happened, because it certainly could happen at any moment. But it hasn't happened yet because God is long-suffering because he knows what's going to happen as soon as the rapture happens. The apocalypse will start to unfold, and it's going to be horrid and horrible. And God says, man, I don't want anyone to go through that. And that's why every day that he holds off is another day. It's another opportunity for someone to make a commitment to Christ. Yes, God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But know this, he will judge the wicked severely. For God is not soft on sin. And if a man or a woman refuses to repent of their sin, they will face the most strict judgment from God for their sin. That's why the Bible says in Ecclesiastes twelve fourteen it says, For God will bring every act to judgment, everything you've ever done, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. That's just sin chills down the soul and the spine of every single person you will stand before God and people know this this is why people do good deeds that somehow outweigh the bad deeds because they know there's going to be a judgment it is just written in the heart of every non-believer it's there we just know there's going to be a day of reckoning but let me ask you before we pull out of the harbor with Jonah here today in the sea of life who is charting your course. Who's charting your course? Where are you sailing today? Is serving God even a priority in your life at all? And if not, then don't let another day go by with regret. Jesus Christ again is coming back. We're witnessing firsthand our culture facing humongous problems. Crime and just inflation are skyrocketing. Brazen thefts are happening now. Brazen murders are happening. I wonder if the Holy Spirit needs to speak to any of us about our priorities in life. Maybe we need to change some of our temporal priorities to God's eternal priorities. Instead of just thinking about what we want and where we're headed and what our plan is to change them to what God's plan is and what his priorities in life are. Maybe we need to start investing spiritually in the lives of the people that are around us. I'm trying to be way more proactive myself in sharing the gospel with those that I run into. So I'm trying to, you're thinking, well, you're a pastor, that's what you do. No, well, hold on, I still have a personal life. Yes, I work for the Lord, and yes, you know, we have all these responsibilities that we do, and, you know, our staff here at Pastors, you know, they work, let me tell you, I don't know of any of them that work less than 50 hours a week. There's just a lot of things that we do around here. We're here for the women's study on Tuesday. We're here for the midweek study. You know, we have a high school study. We have a college and career study on Friday. The high school study meets on Thursday. It's like, there's just a lot that we do here. We work a lot of hours here. So we also have 
a personal life. So in my personal life, I'm trying to share Christ much more. I'm trying to be proactive everywhere I go, restaurants, this, that, whatever, sharing Christ as much as possible in my personal life, not on the paid life, but the personal life. Yes, we need to invest in those that are around us. If we don't, who will? Who else is going to invest spiritually in the people that you run into every day? Well, as we move out of the harbor here with Jonah here, God immediately whips up a violent storm, changing Jonah's course. God's like, oh, you're going to go in the opposite direction? Well, guess what? Not going to happen. So they get out in the open ocean there, and God just whips up a storm. I mean, this ship is being tossed around like blueberries in a food processor. It's just going nowhere here. And people will do what? They will fall down and cry out to whatever they believe in. And these seasoned sailors did that. They were bowing down to all their false gods that they worshipped, their little idols they had around their neck. And guess what? Nothing happened. The storm continued to rage. Why did nothing happen when they were crying out to their gods? Because there are no other gods. There's only one God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Everyone else is just a false idol. Yes, when the chips are down, though, everyone seems to cry out to someone or something. People will cling to everything from a rabbit's foot to their horoscope, from a religious statue or some kind of religious symbol to even Mother Nature. But I wonder if that could be said about any of us. What happens to you when hardships arise? What do you do when the storms of life kick in? Do you try everything in your power first? Oh, I I got this. I can figure this out. I can manipulate this. I can shift these funds over here. We can put that on the credit card. We can move this and move that. What do you do? Do you do everything in your power first and only when everything that you have tried has completely, hopelessly failed when nobody else has come through for you as you have shared your plight and dilemma with all your family members and no one's trying to help you? Is that when you finally do what you should have done in the first place? Call out to the Lord in prayer. Oh, God, help me. God, I I don't know what I'm going to do here. See, that's what we should always do. There should be a fervency in our prayers. There should be like, oh, God, move, do something here. Yes, only the God of the Bible is real, and only that God can deliver. Deliverance cannot happen in any other way. But getting back to Jonah, where he, you know, where is he at here now? Well, where is he at while this storm is raging, while the, all the sailors are freaking out and crying out to their gods? Where is Jonah Why all this is happening? He's sleeping like a little baby in the hole of the ship. So the men go down in the hole of the ship because they're trying to figure out why is this curse come upon us? And they wake him up. And Jonah, completely filled with guilt, he confesses to these, these heathen sailors here that this storm is all his fault. It's all my fault. Why is that? Because I serve the living God, the one who created the heavens and the earth and created this ocean. And it's like, I am serving him, but yet 
um, running away from him. I am fleeing from his presence. It's like, what? You're doing what? Yes, he was filled with guilt. I've deserted God's plan in my life. I'm fleeing his call. And the men said, how could you do this? It was an interrogative term like, okay, what now? You serve the eternal God. You serve the God that made this ocean. And now why again are you fleeing from him? I wonder if any of us, like Jonah, are sleeping while the storm in our world is raging all around us. Do we not have problems in our world? Is it not raging? If we as Christians are a little concerned about some of the radical things that are happening in our world, what does a non-believer do in these times? Again, this is why it's so critical for us to be open to be that voice of reason. Yet maybe you, like Jonah, are running from being the voice of reason that God has called you to be. To be that person that stands in the gap to minister to the people in your walk of life. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA, one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.